0: okay what would you do if you got if you overnight got 62 65.25 billion dollars what would you do overnight
1: oh my god okay do i get to keep that money forever or do i have to spend it within that 25 hours okay hey guys what's up it's another episode of the flip side different setting it's in the morning uh christian's working the night shift again um, so we're doing this in the daytime but yeah how's everything been christian i heard you got a new laptop how come you're using your old one Isn't that just for <laughs> sentimental reasons that's what you're saying just before this
0: yes good morning everyone it's 10 30 in the morning uh 18th of what is it may yeah night shift this week episode 35 35 dude 35 pretty so crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I started doing it yesterday. I started going through all our old episodes. I was like, dude, I can't believe we talked about this. We talked about this, this, this. And it's like, we talked about a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, look, I'm still on my old laptop. I did buy a new laptop. um, And I will transition to the new laptop when I finish my university degree, which is in June. So I'll finish in June. I don't know. I started my... Uni degree on my current laptop. I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's gotten me through so much. It just wouldn't feel right finishing it on the new one. You know, it's it's been there for me. I'll finish it on. I'll finish my degree on the current laptop. But I don't know. I'm kind of like, oh, maybe I'll I'll just do it anyway. It doesn't really matter. But sentimental. I don't know. I'm I'm sentimental like that, and also like, it's not superstitious. It's more so sentimental in this situation. Are you superstitious? Not really.
1: I think I agree with you. Where if you start up your new Laptop you're gonna like lose like a week due to just like transferring things over Figuring it out playing around troubleshooting different issues So it would be you would lose a week and if you have exams coming up definitely not ideal but on the other side devil's advocate if it's just sitting there, that's like value and money because you know how every day you use something, you're sort of making use of it, and when you make it, technically, it's like money. Like, you know how, like, instead of renting a car, if you own a car, you want to try to use the car as much as you can. Um, it's sort of like that. So, if it's just sitting there, it's like burning money, sort of. That's the other side, but I get, I see point, both point of view and yeah. also the, the sentimental side, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sentimental size is just me being me you know what I mean but 100% like it's literally just sitting there at the moment barely using it like I use it every now and then just to watch like movies because it's got a really nice screen on it like like a 4k screen or whatever but yeah 100% like as soon as uh as soon as my exam's finished I'm just because that's the thing I've got so many files and like you know how you tweak your laptop to exactly how you want it to be you got applications exactly where you want it you got the toolbar set up like things that have you've set up over the years on your current laptop you don't realize how long it's taken you and so like i'm i'm conscious of that so i'm like i know it'll take a long time to switch so i just finished my last assignment ever at uni actually so yeah submitted my last ever assignment so i can actually transition across because my final exam is online and it's a multiple choice but um yeah i'll actually do that tonight yeah why not i'll uh, i'll go gym tonight maybe tomorrow yeah it'll be fun
1: it'll be be fun. fun and then you know talking about the flip side you know we rarely get to talk about you as much but congratulations on those you know two offers that you've gotten like that's a that's a
0: big thing christian thank you thank you thank you um yeah so you know when people graduate from uni they can apply to graduate roles and graduate programs that are like i don't know how it works it probably works the same in america or oh, it definitely works the same in america except i feel like america the competition is a bit more like messed you know but the, at the same time, the positions that they have available is a lot more as well. But yeah, here, you know, when you graduate, there's always positions that you can go into. I think if you go into like a science degree, there's um you can still apply to like the banks and like, you know, professional services firms at the same time as well, because the banks aren't, they don't discriminate in that sense. Like you can do a Bachelor of like Agriculture and still end up working in a bank. You know what I mean? Like that's what the bank's advertise themselves on and pride themselves on so like i was i was watching like the application you know how banks you know how they always try to um they they put out the propaganda and say oh come work for us you know put out videos like it's an amazing lifestyle it's amazing i was watching it and you see one of them somebody studied a bachelor of optometry and is working in financial markets in a in one of these banks like they offer like a program as a graduate for a graduate role for recent graduates as a role in a program and financial markets and the bloody studying optometry and I'm just like how does that work like what why like what's the point people go out there study so hard for commerce and everything but yeah man it is what it is I got a few offers this time around last year wasn't so good last year I didn't get anything which is odd right like it's how can one year change so much but I did change a few things I changed my resume I got a job at yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm keen. I'm super keen for what's ahead, but it's super competitive, dude. It's just not fun the entire process. You've got like thousands and thousands and thousands of people applying and only like two spots or three spots available. So it's not fun. So last year when you wasn't a graduate and you were
1: applying and this year you are a graduate applying and let's say like five years in to the workforce, could you still apply for like these graduate positions or how does it work? Yeah. Um.
0: So the way it works in Australia is most places require you to have graduated within two years. So within two, two years of graduation, you can apply because, you know, it's not easy. Some people graduate and they can't find a single job like they, Like the thing is, people think that, OK, here we go. Here we, we go. We're going into the flip side. People think that when you graduate from university, it's like, oh, my God, you've graduated. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And then no one's gonna go up to you and like, here's a job for you, sir. Please come and enter the workforce. No, you you gotta go and find that job yourself, right? And you see all those memes that are out there, it's like, oh, um, if you want to work at this company, we require 15 years of experience for like an entry level position. You know those memes and stuff. It's 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 some of it. There is basis of some truth in that. Whereas obviously it's misconstrued and very skewed in the sense that. Don't ask for like an extensive amount of period but some people graduate with no work experience at all like any like in a as a cafe in a cafe as a bartender or anything so like how can you expect to get a job graduating with no experience mind you a lot of people do have done that they don't work at all and just graduate and get really good marks so you can either get really good marks and no work experience and get a job or you can leverage a bit of both and get a job or you can have no job shit marks and go where's my job you know what i mean no one's going to give you the job so i don't think people understand that you know when you graduate it's not easy to get a job and it's like extremely hard especially in like in the like the places that everyone wants to work like banks investment banks this is say graduating from a commerce degree like a business degree or like you know, massive, massive corporations, Apple, Google, Microsoft, etc. Right? It's hard, it's not easy, and people don't realize it. And that's why they say two years within two years of graduation because people graduate, can't get a job, sit around, try and apply, apply, apply. And then, you know, it's bad because for people with mental health as well, like, imagine just getting rejected upon rejected. It's It's not easy, it's really not easy. That's crazy. And wow, and
1: do you think you're sort of in the sort of middle class where it's just so competitive or do you think it's just like all around if you're just like a normal accountant or if you just got like a, a TAFE degree for like commerce or business versus if you're like doing actuary or you're doing med or you're doing law is it competitive all around and everyone's going to the nine to five or is it like a bell curve where just like maybe the finance sector is really hard?
0: I think it's like a bell curve in the sense that specific industries are extremely hard. You know what I mean? Like, obviously finance, business, et cetera. It's like competition is insane. People, that's the most like, you know, utilized degree in this sense, the most signed up for degree, business, commerce, et cetera. And then... I know people with med that do med just from like speaking to people that I know that I've done it or doing it or are wanting to do it, obviously the competition just to do medicine is insane. You know how from how people would always be doing, you know, the UMAT they call it and now they call it the UCAT, they got the GAMSAT, they go through so many interviews just to get into studying medicine. I'm not too sure what happens after medicine, because I think people want to do, you know, study postgraduate medicine. We know someone that wants to do postgraduate medicine, they're going to be in uni for like, so this person's finished the undergrad, they're going to do now another degree in medicine undergrad. So four years completed, then a medicine undergrad, and then postgraduate in a sense of specialising. It's so tough. Like I think no matter what industry you'll get into, it's so hard to get a job, especially nowadays. Like. Like you got clinics closing, firms closing, and stuff because they can't maintain clients. They can't operate shop right. It's like, like I, t- I think I told you, like right now, there's a physic, there's a guy that was a chiropractor, and he works with me at the moment, in risk at a bank. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what? Like, why? Like, I don't know. For me, I could never see it, like spending that much on a degree and just not using it. Like, if you're gonna, not do a degree, just don't do a degree. I mean, but each of their own. Like. I don't know. Aren't you happy you're out of that space? Like in the sense that you don't need to worry about anything. You can go out and hire these people that are wanting a job and graduate. And you know what? You could actually get a lot of people that are willing to just work for you and do like basic accounts and basic receivables, etc. because they'd want a job. And at the end of the day, you can give them what they want. And obviously you'll know that you're just a platform for them, but at the same time, you can like. It's so bad because you can just use them. You can just utilize them. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I was legit like beginning of this year.
1: I was like, I wanna have like someone in house, like a real employee in house working with me, nine to five every single day. Gets me to forces me to get up at, out of bed each day and get ready. And I was like, maybe I could like hire some like paralegal, some some law student, um, just graduated, struggling to find a job, minimum wage, personal sister. 37k, what's minimum wage, 40k a year?
0: <laughs> I think minimum wage is very close to 50 Oh, Oh close. it's increasing, K. okay. Because I remember we had that conversation, you're like, oh, you know, I want a paralegal or a personal assistant and you're like 37k, and it doesn't make sense in the sense that in your business, it would make sense. But um, like, I don't know, like, because the minimum wage is 50, so it's tough, you know, it's really tough, it's hard. You should still do it. Just do it. Get a personal assistant, Charlie's Angels.
1: See how, like, in this, like, environment, see how low people are willing to go in terms of wages just to get a job, just because it's so tough. But, wow, I guess inflation is working because, like, minimum wage has been increasing to, like, near 50K, which is good. But, yeah, this morning I woke up and I was, like, thinking about I was like, huh, like, if I were going down the corporate route right now, first year, you know, party, second year start pulling things together. Third year, start putting together like a nice day-to-day routine, studying routine, start applying for volunteering, start doing extracurricular activities, start going to all these different freaking, um, uh, what do you call, what's the word, where it's like fake, everyone's put up with fake, like those fake sort of like seminars or those things where people just go to networking events, like go to like the business like balls and do all those things. And it's not just applying to everywhere three years in you know, get one job while I get that job, still networking with other sort of managers and different firms and like freaking being like a snake and still applying to 10 other jobs while I still got this job. And literally every six months try to get to the next job and jump and jump. And then getting to know other business people and joining small firms and startups, helping them grow up their thing. Then jumping back to like the bigger corporate firms with a bigger resume, doing a bunch of like freaking going on a bunch of boards, committees. Like I'm like the, I don't know, the vice president of the business freaking university thing and just I was like like that's probably what I would have done like I would have like went hard and just became this freaking like you know have you seen a m- movie American Psycho I would have been like that freaking have nice it's- business cards suited up fresh cut and like literally just like look down on anyone that's just like graduated with zero experience or zero extracurricular activity or
0: volunteering you know what's this you know what the weird it just sounds so weird unlike you at all like imagine like thinking about it now like could you ever see yourself in that sort of situation like no way you know what i mean like you look back at everything you've done just this year last year alone in the past one year alone could you imagine you being in uni like you know just you know, being a, like a normal uni student, because at the moment what you've done alone, like people at uni that are graduating wouldn't be able to like fathom it or like be able to like understand as to like what's going on. But like you've done this, you've you've set up your own business, you know exactly what it means to do that. If anything, like you doing this, you get a holistic understanding more so than what a student graduates with just the learnings they have from a textbook and their lecturer lecturer usually doesn't give a shit about them whereas you've built something from the ground up hired people you know what the hr function is like you know what the accounting function is like you have a good relationship with your accountant like you've done that's actually kind of sick you know i don't think you realize it's actually kind of sick when you said i was like thinking huh if in an alternate universe if i went down that route because that
1: i think i like you know i was sort of on that route like in uni i was like freaking just like past papers every single day every day three different past papers writing an essay every day doing a a chemistry or physics past paper every day doing a maths past paper every day Um, freaking just pumping out essays just like a robot um just like grinding it out um i was like trying to work earn money and like i was like trying to do volunteering i was like in the Bankstown youth committee i got like a co-op interview and i was like going down that route i was like freaking gunning to be like one of those like freaking um I don't know what you call them, but, um, I, if I, if I went down that route, I reckon like in an alternate universe, me right now, I'd probably be like maybe like a assistant or like a personal assistant or like a mini version of some like big financial guy. And, I, and I'm basically somehow finesse my way up to where now I'm working side by side with him. I'm carrying all his books. I'm joining all his meetings and I'm freaking working like a dog, 9am to 9pm. But I think I'm the. King. I'm dressed in, I'm in a suit and going to train, going home every day. I'm not seeing any of my friends in a while. And sometimes if, you know, Christian hits me up, I'm like, yeah, you know, let's, let's get and grab 30 minute lunch at, at 12, 30 p.m. Um, in some coffee store in the city.
0: Oh, don't okay. Stop talking about this. It's actually scary now. Like the, like the personality you'd be so much more different. I know. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be as open and yeah, honest and like you know trying to, you know how like the way you are, you operate is you're open, honest, and you you're quite um you allow yourself to be vulnerable around people that you trust in the sense that you know you're open to you know just. Asking questions that you just don't know about like if you don't know something you'll ask it and you're not scared about that Whereas some people even like even people that I know Around the people they don't want to like show that they're inferior or like stupid So they don't ask those questions when really they don't have a clue either, you know, what I mean, so like You wouldn't do that. You'd just be the complete opposite. You'd just be I'll be the most fakest version of myself because
1: I know how to be fake I know how to like freaking be super nice and charismatic where like People just like take me under their wing. But like, it's just like, it's like tiring. It's like, that's like, it's yeah.
0: It is tiring, but at the same time, it's like, you'd rather be that than like. But we've seen some pretty charismatic people
1: that are just really charismatic. Um, They're definitely putting on like a front, but like, you know, like as a result, it's tiring, they're burning out, they're, they're always having to hold this image. But like, we've seen people who are just like, like beast, I think like that's like a bit like, I, I like it's like a, um, I'm trying to put the word like whether it's like psycho- psychopathic or like uh, personality disorder, like it's like, it's like not healthy to do something like that, but that's like the freaking, the most extreme evil, like freaking, you're this super nice guy that everyone loves, is super savage, you're know, like, you have be- like intentions, like, yeah, thank God I didn't go down that route. yeah Yeah, like (laughs) it
0: it takes a lot to maintain as well like i don't know like i I, even with myself like i just like to take a stand on the side and just look around and just watch everyone do their stuff and everything you know what i mean like as opposed to just wanting that wanting this you know like exerting like unnecessary massive huge energy huge hog energy on someone if they don't know something or like act as in, like, mansplaining something to someone when they know something, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, it could never be me, it could never be me, it just, it just doesn't sit right. But, um, yeah, like, what could he do? Like, I don't know. Talking about vulnerability,
1: dude, last yesterday I, I woke up, you know, I usually have my phone in airplane mode, I didn't touch it, got some work done, lunchtime, still didn't have my phone, um, kept on airplane mode, and then after lunch, I think I somehow... Turned off airplane mode and started getting all the notifications. like got on social media, and then I was just freaking on the phone from like I don't know, like say 3 p.m. all the way down to like 8 p.m. or something. And that was I was like, oh, okay, like I can't really finish off the day because I'm just like too tired or like I'm just too lazy at the moment. Let's take the night off early, shower, go in bed, and it's like 10:30. I'm just wide awake. I'm like, oh okay, I can't sleep, let's go ahead and watch some YouTube videos to get tired. Watch YouTube videos and all of a sudden it's 12.30 a.m. So I sleep late and I wake up and this morning my brain is just scattered. Like I'm just like, my, my meditation is off, I can't be bothered to do any work, I'm not tired but at the same time I'm not productive. Is this weird limbo I'm in. Um, and I think the hypothesis is one, I shouldn't go cold turkey and not touch my phone for a long period of time because then the moment I touch it, it's like um, withdrawals come in and you, now I'm just using it a lot. So I should just you know not use it until I finish my morning routine. You know, check my messages, see if there's anything important around ten thirty a.m. Put the phone away. Maybe check it before lunch and check it throughout the day. Whereas like holding it off for the whole day and then touching it at the very end of the day, I'll just get sucked into it for a few hours. And two. Maybe when I'm scattered, just like go back and just take a quick nap until my motivation recovers.
0: I think, you know what you can do? You can set up like notifications on your phone to only accept notifications from text messages, um, calls. Cause if you put on airplane mode, you could miss it like a call or something. You know what I mean? That's the thing. What you could do is just either turn Wi-Fi off so you don't get the notifications, you only get important ones, or you can, like, set up notifications. I don't know. Like, on my phone, I can set up notifications to only be received from um, text calls or, like, certain apps, or, like, if you don't want apps, do you, can you just disable s- them. Do you
1: swipe down to see your notifications? Is that a thing? You swipe down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you find yourself, every time you go on your phone, you just swipe down? Like, I not swipe down. Like, I'm always swiping down, checking to see if there's, like, a new message, and it's, like, a bit of a weird habit. Like, I'll log on... I'd go unlock swipe down and then you're just yeah like, yeah
0: kind of yeah i know what you mean yeah because when you see the bubble um the notification icon at the top of your phone it's it's not oh man so it's, it's, like, it's easy to yeah i'm just looking at those new messages and notification and dopamine is just rushing into my head so i think um either turn wi-fi off or like i set it up in a way where i have do not disturb on from a certain amount of time so from you know time x to time y and i can set it up customly um depending on the time so you can set it up to be say 9 a.m to 10 a.m or 9 a.m to 12 p.m and after that look at it all because you won't get the notification and your phone won't vibrate or buzz or anything and then after that do that because there's just no point you're always stuck on it like we've talked about it before cold turkey doesn't really work because you just naturally drawn to it. it's so hard to cold turkey for something in this day and age unless like something's really happened where you just don't want to look at anything anymore but I don't think cold turkey works but yeah like probably try and do it but like you just gotta I don't know bro I think it's all the crypto as well getting to you you know crypto's on the floor at the moment um yeah everything's happening but nah I think don't cold turkey cold turkey won't work either just set up a notification on your system on your phone I don't know if you can on iphones or not I don't really know um but try that see if it works and then from there you got to move on but Yeah, dude, like, I don't want to talk about crypto again, but we're going to talk about it briefly. Oh, God, bro. Elon Musk, bro. Did you see? um, He He sold his Bitcoin or something. Yeah, he holds a lot. How much much does he hold in market value? I heard it's like an astronomical percentage.
1: Well, I know for Dogecoin, he holds 29% of Dogecoin. So that's a bit... Um... But for crypto, I think he owns one point five billion worth of yeah. Bitcoin. Um
0: but there's like a lot like I think there's one trillion Bitcoin. Hey, it's its lowest since February. That's a decent time to jump in. But yeah, like he holds a lot, so surely he could like influence a lot of the market.
1: Yeah, let's get cal- Bitcoin, wouldn't it? I haven't ever calculated but I wanna see okay, holy shit. So Dogecoin there's eight point nine oh nine billion. If he owns 29%, he earns 2.3461 billion. Now times that by a billion, okay. A billion that is, damn, billions are a lot of zeros. <laughs> okay, a billion is, that's three zeros, three zeros, three, so nine, and times that by 50 cent. Holy crap, he has one zero, two zero. Oh wow, that's not much actually. Has one billion worth of Dogecoin. Ooh. But that's actually a lot, that's actually. A lot. Yeah. And that billion, he probably only invested in the initial like one tenth of that because Dogecoin went to like, he's probably bought it at like way lower.
0: Who started Dogecoin? Like, I'm so confused. Like, who started these? Who starts these old coins? Like, can we start a coin ourselves? Like, what's the process of doing it? How do we do it? So, oh, oh, actually, I was like, wrong.
1: I was wrong The market cap is 64 billion (laughs) Holy shit He owns 18 billion worth of Dogecoin (laughs) Damn He controls the entire No wonder he's pushing it so hard Yeah It's a bit like People are saying how it's like Lightweight like illegal It's like market manipulation It's insider trading It's like key like very
0: not good yeah and he's capitalizing on it because the market is unregulated there's no regulators in the market (gasps) bro imagine starting up a cryptocurrency regulator if we start up our own regulation company that's a good idea that's a really good idea dude there's no regulation companies out there if you start a regulation company that one individual can't hold more than x percentage of it or if they do hold more than x percentage of it I don't know, like...
1: How does a regulation company work? Are you then your one sole
0: client is like the government? So, think of it like ASIC, right? It would essentially be... You'd have to have a regulator in each country because crypto is essentially decentralized, right? It doesn't really have like a country in that sense. Like, you can have a cryptocurrency... You can hold a cryptocurrency, but it's not an american one or anything its decentralized it doesn't have a country of origin it's just a freaking internet currency that's why it's so hard to pin it down because all the regulators that are out there there are american regulators in the you know consumer competition industry for um you know for businesses you have asic over here a c um that's the act um australian securities investment commission so they're the ones that look at insider trading and you know Oh, you know, illegal. Trading a um, private company or a government, government company. Government. Oh, okay, cool. It works underneath the government. However, they do operate. You know, separate in the sense that they enact and enforce government regulations. So the government are the one that set the regulator regulations, and they're the regulator. They're the ones that they're the they're the watchdog, right? They're the watchdog. But cryptocurrency is different because you can't have an Australian cryptocurrency consumer watchdog because that wouldn't work. You know why it wouldn't work because it's like i said it's decentralized you can't no one it's not australian focused it's international someone from brazil can purchase a cryptocurrency um can purchase bitcoin etc right the regulator that needs to the regulation that needs to happen it's either got to be a, a like it's hard like how, how would you regulate something that's unregulated how do you regulate something that has no boundaries, has no borders turn inter- and doesn't discriminate between countries, etc. Because obviously, there's different rules for America, different rules for England, Canada, here, Europe, etc. Right? And because of that, like I'm just trying to think about it. Like you'd have to form like a cryptocurrency regulator by itself, and it have to, it had to, it would have to be an international organization. But to do that, you and I wouldn't be able to start such a thing. It would have to be a an internationally agreed upon government-backed organization. So, like, all the governments come together and combine and create what? I don't know. Like, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are on this. It's pretty crazy
1: how, like, I recently started like the taxes for crypto, and how companies like Binance, BTC markets, CoinSpot, they're all like connected to the government. Where every time you do trades on it, like, the government, like, they send the government or the government can request. Your trade history because you put in your ABN number you put in your details your driver license so they can track everything Um, But there are ways where you can then withdraw money into your wallet Have the money in your you know wallet and transfer that into something like pancake swap which is Decentralized and just trade buy and sell through there and no one would ever know what's happening and then obviously if you want to Get fiat, then you could go ahead and transfer some Ethereum back or some Bitcoin back to Binance, sell it for Australian dollars, and then now you pay tax on the Australian dollars that you take out. Or maybe you just put in 60k and you you withdraw 60k and you actually don't incur any taxes. And then you just, for the future, you just then use your wallet money to pay whatever you need tax free. Uh, but then again if you then buy a house with bitcoin the government's going to be like where would you get the money to buy the house and then so there's definitely things like that but it's pretty crazy how like crypto's like it's it's a yeah it's like this weird untapped space we can
0: literally do everything behind the scenes it's it just reminds me of like and like you know those movies hey see like a shady shady under not underground but shady little sidewalk and like uh, you've seen Harry Potter, right? Yeah. You know, remember Diagon Alley? hmm Yeah. Cryptocurrency just reminds... The whole market just reminds me of Diagon Alley. where in the sense that... No, it's just... It's just a weird, weird place in the sense that... Like, anything can happen. Anyone can do anything they want without any real repercussions. And it's only a matter of time before regulators step in. So I actually think... I might chuck a, chuck a little bit of money in it at the moment because... Why not, right? I reckon that now is like
1: the only time when you put in money, you could see ten x returns in a year, five x returns in a year, and then every four years, every cycle, the returns are going to get less and less. Um, And like I know that future me is going to wish I put my whole everything I own into it, Um, but like I've, I've put in as much as I could. But, like, I think I'm going to try, like, just try to put as much as I can in. I'm going to grind really hard every money I'm going to put into crypto. Just because the returns right now are just so crazy. Um, even if you buy at the peak and you just hold it for the next 10 years, you'll still get 10x returns in 10 years' time, which is, like, 100% return every year, which is unheard of. But literally in 50 years' time, when everyone uses cryptocurrency... The returns are going to go down to like 2-3% a year or there's going to be zero returns because it's just going to be this stable deflationary, inflationary sort of asset that keeps the whole market stable because no one can print more money, no one's controlling it yeah. and it finds yeah. um, market discovery, price discovery finds like the sweet spot where now it's now like worth gold but it's even more it's even more consistent than gold because you can't print, you can't mine more gold
0: yeah and until it hits that stage that's when it'll even out i reckon that mark will even out but until then it's kind of like just send it a eh? like yeah, out that yeah, send like, it, that's, yeah. The, that's the only way i can think about it other than oh i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> i'm gonna think about doing it right now but um yeah i just i just started like doing a basic etf stuff and like individual stocks I might hit up our mutual friend and ask for his opinion about a stock but um yeah that's that's our crypto update for this week we won't go more into it because we, we we tend to do that a lot in every week i think every week we'll do it every week there's something new happening so at the moment cryptocurrency like we're seeing that it's flawed a little bit in the price it's there's a little bit of like gray area around it it's like the hot topic for everyone but you know one thing that we didn't talk about the other week okay what would you do if you got if you overnight got 62 65.25 billion dollars what would you do overnight oh my god no no no. this isn't like a scenario that actually happened i'm just giving you like what would you do with it damn like uh, okay do i get to keep that money forever or do i have to spend it in that 24 hours okay because you know you know who's getting it who melinda gates oh damn if if they decide to split equally the fortune that they've amassed Melinda would get 65.25 billion dollars Wow! and should be should immediately become more richer than um, Mackenzie Scott which is Jeff Bezos's ex-wife Dude, but I don't know, I have to say so I have to say Melinda Gates is a G like in the sense that she she you know she's always been vouching for humanitarian causes and she's actually like you know she's I'm not saying that Mackenzie Scott didn't deserve it because she was just Be- Jeff Bezos the wife but uh, like everyone knows that Melinda Gates has done a lot you know what I mean and that's a lot of money dude overnight like just 65 billion dollars it's like, like I was thinking about like I'll go ahead and
1: buy a bunch of bitcoin buy a bunch of CryptoPunks, buy a nice let's say buy a brand new g-wagon buy um, a boat buy, buy a boat buy my mom pay off my mom's mortgage buy a nice house buy a private jet but even after doing that, you've probably spent at most like 500 mil and that's like literally half a percent or 1% of all your money. What it's not, you, even a, it's yeah. not even a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. And now you've got everything you want. I'll go eat five-star ration, eat nice food, freaking just like fill myself up. But then what next? That's pretty scary. Thinking like,
0: yeah. And you know why it's scary? Because where do, where do you derive your happiness from?
1: Yeah yeah at the moment
0: at the moment mine is money <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah lie. yeah saying mine is earning money keeps me pushed going yeah it keeps me going keeps me pushed and like you know when i earn that money i'm like okay good obviously now i want to start more but at the same time when you have it all where like that's when you that's i think that's why like you see a lot of people that are like a little richer like talk about depression and stuff it's because they literally can get whatever they want in the world in terms of the, anything that has a monetary price on it however anything that doesn't they can't get in as a result they're not happy it's a trade off isn't it like
1: I've even thought about like if my mom say passed away and, and gave me her house and then my network in, instantly increased by like a few hundred thousand um it would make me not as happy cause like like now it's something that I haven't earned it's not something that's not mine I didn't go through like blood sweat and tears to earn it and like you know a a part of me definitely wants to just like give it to my sisters for sure and not take anything because I know how good it feels to earn everything that you have and when it's like given to you like you know my dad's let me hold let's say he he put in fifty thousand dollars in my bank account for to hold for him and I given it back to him but when I got that extra fifty thousand I didn't really think of it as mine um, but if I did it would be this weird unhealthy thing where I'll be like, all right, all right Let's spend it all on crypto and buy budget bitcoin because you don't have any pain since it was just given to you Um, whereas if it's your own money you sort of feel every dollar that you spent because you've Sweat for every dollar um, Yeah, like that's something i've definitely thought about like if i was given money w- What do I do with it?
0: It's like it's like let's have a more like genuine, not genuine scenario, but like a more um, let's say I don't know we'll just say a, a separate scenario say you won the lottery winning the lottery makes it like puts everything in a lot deeper context because you like winning the lottery is associated with positive feelings happiness and like okay you suddenly got that much money, obviously yeah you didn't earn it but at the same time you felt like you did because you've won it I mean, that's what the whole term, it felt like you've won the lottery. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it means when you come across good luck. It's obviously different, but yeah, you're 100% right. If, however you come about the money that you obtain makes you feel differently about how you want to use it, where you want to use Like, obviously, if you receive money from um, deceased estates, you know what deceased estates are, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, if you receive money from a deceased estates, it's like, you know yeah like, like, yeah as opposed to money that you've earned from hard work investments and etc like
1: you know what it was it was like when i used to play maple story funny we talked about that time. <laughs> um you know i would grind it would take so long to level up and then those these other sort of custom servers would just level up with ease like you would just like level up and you get to 200 in like two hours and those games at first it was really fun it was like wow i'm leveling up so fast this is so fun but it got boring real real quick it got so boring it was like wow okay i hit level 200 that's the max what now whereas the other game where like on the way to 200 it was like an amazing sort of journey now if i were to win the lottery i guess i'll just put it all into etfs and just sort of live off the five percent income that i'll get interest per year and sort of play it smart um but it's weird how stuff like in a 2 let's say I played 2-up and I was up 10 grand because of all these strategies and hypotheses I came up with and I'm like freaking figuring it out. <laughs> that would be something I'd status, you know, with satisfaction keep. i will be like, oh, I earned that 10 grand because I really found an edge. I found a way to like win. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because... Yeah, I guess in every sort of scenario, there's different outcomes. And I guess that's what they say. What's the saying? It's it's not the journey. It's, experience. Oh, it's it's about the journey. It's not about, I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's all about how you get to somewhere. It's about the journey of getting You're there. Right. The journey is the fun part, because I think if I
1: were to get to a point where I have 100 billion and I am, the whole journey would be worth it, but by then... I know that 100 billion is nothing. If I want to freaking go to Mars, I'm going to have to I'll spend all of it in literally one year. And, and I'll, I'll have to figure out ways to earn more money. But right now, our capacity is like so kind of like, let's say here, oh, a good example. Christian, let's say I gave you $100, you'd be like, okay, cool. No, that's like right, fine. If I gave you $100 when you were five years old, You'll be like, oh my God, my life is like complete. Like, this is like a hundred candies. This is like, you know, 20 chip packets. Like, what do I do with my life now? Like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna become this, this depressed five year old. So, I think it's like a bit of that. Like, if I was given a <laughs> hundred billion right now, I'll get depressed. But if I was given 100 billion, when I'm like age fifty and my net worth is a hundred billion, I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. I know what to do with this. This is actually going to come in handy. I know how to spend this in the right way to
0: take it further. It's interesting, eh? Like now I'm getting flashbacks. It's like when you got like hundred dollars as a kid, bro, you were actually the richest person in the world. I'm telling you, bro. You At the world that you picked. Dude, a two-dollar gold coin was already
1: like, whoa.
0: Yeah, it was like. Dude, or like, imagine someone rocked up to school with like a ten dollar note. It's like, dude, dude.
1: And if you had a twenty dollar note, game over. Yeah, game honestly.
0: over. Games that match you. You are the G. You immediately control. You are single handedly the fiscal supply in the entire school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you run the school. Yeah. It's like oh, monopoly. Bro. Oh. Back in the days, I miss it so much. Speaking about Mars, um, I don't know. I, did, I forgot, someone was I swear there was like a campaign going around with like regular people getting the opportunity to go to the moon or Mars or what was it I, I forget what it was but do you, do you remember that? <laughs> I think it was like
1: they were looking for like a hundred people or a thousand people to go to Mars, each person had to pay a hundred grand for their ticket so these were people who were going to sell off their house, sell off their mortgage and go to Mars um, and it was crazy how Elon Musk was trying to find a... It was like a balancing formula where it's like, you need to have a a strong enough need and want to go to Mars, but at the same time, you needed to have some money to afford to go to Mars. So, you know, there's literally millions of people that want to go to Mars, but there's only a small amount of people that have $100,000, and people with $100,000, only a small amount of them want to give it up and go to Mars.
0: And go to Mars, yeah, because it's like... Yeah, continue. continue. <laughs>
1: so it's like this small sweet spot. Um but I think with Elon Musk's sort of reach and sort of affluence, he'll probably find that a hundred or a thousand people that meet those criteria
0: for sure. Easily, easily. Like the it's a weird spot because yeah, you're right. You gotta it's like a you gotta find the niche amount of people that are just in the middle. But um I'm looking at on Insta, I'll send you something really quickly. Um so it's this guy, his name is What's his name? Y- Yusaku Mezawa, And he's venturing on the first civilian lunar mission. And it's called the Dear Moon Project. So it's eight crew members are wanted for the first civilian lunar orbital mission. And so they essentially need to find humans to go on a... Like a regular civilians to go to the moon, essentially. And it's like, you know, just normal people. So I think it'll be like the first time... I don't know. I think it's an Elon Musk-backed thing, but...
1: Wow, this guy reminds... I think I've seen this this guy's face somewhere. He's like this, yeah. like, rich-ass entrepreneur that's now doing crazy things that are entrepreneurial, I think, or something. That, it seems
0: that way, right? Yeah. I can't I keep... keep I, like, I don't know where I've seen him before. We'll put up a shot um, of the Instagram Yasuku 2020 is his at. Um, yeah, he's trying to go to the moon. And he's trying to get regular civilians. I think it'll cost a lot of money, but okay, get your free ticket to the moon. Lincoln buyer to learn more. Oh god, would you do it? Oh. Oh, huh. So the so here here's the incentives. You will be the first civilian to the moon. You'll be the first woman reaching the moon. If you're obviously female. You'll be the first mankind accomplishing the lunar trip in fifty-three years and yeah you'll be one of eight like oh this is tough i think because because if you do agree to this bear in mind you gotta a train for months and months and months and learn about it because you can't just like just rock up in an astronaut suit and just be like yeah, send me to the moon you gotta train you gotta what is it the g-force impact on yourself got a gravity train, shit train, piss train, eat train, everything, right? Like you got to take up months of your life. Bringing it back to the
1: corporate world, if, I, if, if corporate Andy were to exist, I reckon he would like grind it out by the age of 30, get burnt out, you know, midlife crisis and just travel the world. And he would say yes to something like this. But the version of me now where things just keep getting better and better over time, obviously there's ups and downs, things are slow, things are fast. But you know, I'm even like even stuff like two weeks quarantine, I would not want to do because two weeks is so much time because I just do so much in like one week, um, and I can't give up two weeks. So if, if I have to give up like a few years to go to moon, might not be worth it. But hopefully, in like say eighty years time, sixty years time, they do invent like this super fast space where you can literally do a week trip, go to moon, spend there for. Like uh, stay there for a few days and come back home in a week's time that's something i'll probably do
0: hundred percent isn't it crazy thing in 60 years will be 80 like it just yeah god damn but that only in 60 years you're right would we see technology where you can essentially just take like a like a fucking train to the moon you know what i mean like it'd be so interesting but yeah two weeks is a lot of time you would i think it'd take like a year of training maybe a little bit more but um say it was only like two months i reckon it could be a good opportunity to brand yourself you know you could just take up a few studying.com poses stick it up on the side of the spaceship and then like just market yourself because obviously it'll get worldwide attraction you'll be one of eight going to the moon and be like i'm an entrepreneur i earn studying.com That's really pretty smart. that might be actually
1: worth it like if i change it into a pr stunt oh, that might actually be worth it you're right
0: and then you call out Jake Paul at the same time. So, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: That's Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, Jake Paul, visit com. you know? And like, yeah, I think that could be worth it. But interesting, I want to hear what everyone else would think if they, you know, if they would go to the moon not, in terms of, for one of eight people, or like, Oh, it'd be very interesting. I'd, I, I, I don't think I'd go. I don't think I'd go. <laughs> Only because it's just like, you're right, it's just so much time and it's just like, maybe you're right, maybe 30 years down the track, midlife crisis, send it. I'm down. I'm like It's crazy how we're both in a
1: state where there's just so much growth and so much going on, where like we haven't hidden that plateau, things haven't, years or months haven't blended into this same looking thing. We've yeah. just like kept going to the next step. So we're like, wow, like time is... Things are moving fast. We're growing, and it's just the fun. Is like the journey is actually really, really fun. This this whole process, and then I guess you're like experiencing like you've become like a different person since a year ago. You've um, yeah. You've gone like now you're probably had a baseline where now you know you're probably going to be set for a job for the rest of your life. Like you've acquired enough skills where you'll probably know how to always get a new job whenever you need it
0: yeah that's true like i'm at, i'm on a small plateau like you know how on a curve it's like plateaus a little bit and then it keeps going up? i think i'm at that small plateau at the moment i think we all are We're all at that small plateau at the moon where we know that in the future it's, you know dogecoin to the moon you know what i mean like it'll just keep going up but yeah like we'll see what happens in the future on that topic before we end it last
1: night when i was having a shower i was really thinking about that topic on how like wow i've haven't had this like exponential leap in a while like my last exponential leap if i was thinking about it was probably first year uni
0: yeah.
1: uh second year uni where i figured out drop shipping got on a bunch of news articles was went from like making nothing to like sort of ish nearly making like six. Oh, well i was making six figures a year but i wasn't netting six figures a year going to america san francisco working in stars being surrounded by all these cool supercars and people that was like my like exponential leap. i went from like being this normal uni kid to like doing all these crazy things and then since then it's been nearly three years of just like just steady things are just being steady and i haven't had that next Exponentially now I'm feeling it's coming soon. I just need to keep pushing but something of like Bitcoin. how you know, like it just goes up and down up down And obviously I'm not on a downtrend But if it was in Bitcoin and I am going through like a bear market right now And I'm slowly pushing towards that next sort of bull market where it's just gonna be a massive leap and it's like a Paradigm shift. I just jumped to the next level and it's weird with life. You don't really take small steps forward um, even though I said every day you should take one small step forward, but I mean, when it comes to like progression, you it's usually like you take no steps at all, you take like a small step forward, but then you take a small step back, and you just hover around in like the same spot, or you just take this big like it's checkpoints. Life is like checkpoints. That's it. Yeah, like right now, if I were to give up, I probably I'd drop down to the to the person who can make you know six figures drop shipping know some cool people travel the world um get on news articles here and there but to get to a point where i'm like consistently making say seven figures every year freaking go on like traveling in like nice private jets obviously i don't own one yet being surrounded by other really affluent people um that are really doing well i need it i'm getting i want to get to that checkpoint where like that's the new baseline so i think in your life now looking back every four years if you keep pushing it you hit this new checkpoint where it's just a four-year grind to get to that next checkpoint but once you hit it that's your new baseline
0: i agree i think i think obviously the the time frame in terms of every four years three years two years is different for everyone some people it's one year some people it's two but i think a good time frame is four to five years Four to five years is a good checkpoint, and then from there, just really leap. But you're right. Like, obviously, if you feel like you're going down a little bit, it happens. You got to take a little. Sometimes you need to take a step back to go forward. Sometimes it happens like that. But it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before everything just, you know, clicks into gear and then goes off. And look, if you keep working hard at it, I don't need to tell you. We've said it so many times. Keep working hard, it'll happen. And after a while, new checkpoint, new plateau, and then you reckon. Reevaluate everything, or take a step back, enjoy it, and then go again. Or what do you reckon?
1: Not me. I, I, I tell myself that I want to really embrace it and really milk it as much as I can this time. But knowing me, the moment I get comfortable, I'm going to try to like figure out, and make it more difficult and more uncomfortable, and get to the next step. Yeah. Um, it's which crazy, is the, which is normal. It's macro progression. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy how like before I figured out dropshipping, before that first paradigm shift. Whenever I'll talk to like say Kevin one of my old friends we would catch up and I'll be like yeah, I'm getting close, you know, I'm figuring it out, you know Getting there and then it's crazy how like if I were to catch up to Kevin, I'd be saying the same stuff I'm like figuring it out getting there trying to get to that next level and it's crazy how Hopefully I think this is the fun thing about life there's always hopefully going to be challenges um, where I think a lot of people when they do get into depression is when they sort of just plateau and then try to get to the next paradigm because getting to the next paradigm is so hard and tiring. It's just as hard and it's crazy how making fifty thousand dollars a year is just as hard going from zero to fifty thousand is just as hard as getting from fifty thousand to a hundred, which is just as hard as getting from a hundred thousand to one million. Um, it's crazy how like each journey is actually just as hard even though it might sound like wow 100k to 1 million seemed like a, a huge jump, jump yeah. but you're also much more smarter. You're more experienced. You have much more stress tolerance. So the the 10x improvement or like after each 10x it sort of just works out because it's crazy how I'm like like I've been through so much but to get to the next level I'm gonna have to take on freaking say hundred decibels worth of stress compared to 10 decibels worth yeah. of stress and then to get to 10 million i'm gonna have to take on a thousand decibels worth of stress and it's just gonna keep getting harder and harder but then i would always hit these checkpoints but yeah that's some long-winded realizations on like the 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 my my own <laughs> the graph, relative my own graph
0: the long-term realizations of the relative proportions between you know stage one growth stage two growth stage three growth, but. Yeah, I think I was perfectly put, well put. Oh, oh, continuing. One yes. similar
1: metaphor would be like any sports, how like the growth at div one or div four, mm-hmm. div three, div two, yeah. div one, um, I don't know, like champ like the the actual um series, Chap- yeah championships and then the the like the side championship, the main championship, each one it's like it gets it gets exponentially harder. And for some reason, it doesn't get any easier. Even though you're getting better and better, it's still just as hard to get to the next level, even though now you're in the top 1%.
0: That's why watching competitive sport with different tiers is so interesting because, yeah, you're 100% right. It gets so much harder as you go up, but you get accustomed to it. You, you know, grow with the pressure. You're used to it now. You're ready for it. You're not and when just you walk in,
1: The moment you think that you've got enough experience, you've got enough endurance, stamina, that it should get easier over time, but weirdly it just gets harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll get harder, but at the same time you've grown so much as a player person that you're you're ready for it, you're pumped for it, you're keen for it, you know what I mean? So beautifully put beautifully put
1: you're right Christian this is a great episode I, I could, yeah. we're getting to I can tell the vibe when Christian's like ready to end it with yeah. I'm, I'm ready to end it too yeah. Um, but yeah thank you so much for doing this Christian this has been a great episode hopefully you guys enjoyed it this episode was a bit more all over the place we spent on some solid time on each different topic yeah, i'm yeah. curious to see how you guys like this episode youtube is starting to come together we're having like consistent viewership every episode so yeah. thank you so much for all the youtube supporters and yeah you can
0: wrap it up Krishna. yeah like andy said thank you so much for the consistent viewers on youtube as well as those listening on apple spotify and google wherever you listen to it thank you so much we see you we see the 20-ish people, so... Whoa! Keep
1: really keep good. Um,
0: look, thank you so much, guys. This is episode 35. Soon, 15 episodes, more until 50. Uh, I want to have a special guest of 50, or well, if you want to be a guest, just I don't know. we will going we'll to so try and find a special guest. But, look, guys, thank you so much. Um, appreciate it, and peace. Peace, guys.